Welcome to All Things Alt Tech, where we talk about the emerging digital ecosystem and how the online world is changing by the week. If you want to hear about next generation platforms and browsers, or get the latest on privacy and online free speech issues, or just general banter on the creepy online media industry, this one's for you. So strap in, grab a drink, sit back and enjoy. If you want to comment on an episode or if you want to support the podcast, visit nyman.media slash podcast or feel free to leave a review wherever you're listening from. And thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the increasing difficulties with preserving your digital sovereignty and staying off the surveillance grid. Now, a listener actually reminded me just recently that the Real ID Act of 2005 is fast approaching, and it's coming into play in October of this year. Now, what is this thing, the Real ID Act? Now, basically, it's a law that's meant to establish minimum security standards for issuing new IDs. This law also prohibits federal agencies from even accepting for certain purposes, certain licenses and ID cards moving forwards. So ID cards that don't meet these new standards will no longer be accepted in places such as accessing federal facilities, boarding commercial aircraft, and entering nuclear power plants. Now, what does it mean for the average person, really? I mean, it means in practice that to board an aircraft, you're going to need to show, show an ID and an ID that is valid by these new standards. Now, DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, is working closely with all states and territories to provide assistance and basically uh, show how to, how to achieve full compliance when, when issuing and producing new IDs. Meaning, I mean, in all likelihood here, any kind of ID that will be issued come October 2020 will probably be real ID compliant. So... What does this compliance mean for, for anybody who issues ID card? So on the DHS website, they explicitly say that Real ID is a national set of standards. It is not a national identification card. And also that Real ID does not create a federal database of driver's license information. Interesting how they had to underscore that. Nobody was asking really up until now. So, first of all, I mean, I don't trust that for one second. Uh, it's kind of just like the NSA never collected any personal information on any, any American ever. Of course not. So, this is baloney. There is, of course, a more, shall we say, consumer-facing section of the DHS site on this matter, which, of course, states that, you know, in essence, everything is just for your own good, nothing is really changing, and so forth. And then there is the legislative documentation, which is kind of written more for the for the issuers. And and I love it how the if you if you just pop open the the Real ID Act itself, it's titled Emergency Supplemental Appropriations Act for Defense, the Global War on Terror, and Tsunami Relief. So basically, what they're saying on the website is eh, nothing to see here. It's it's all for, it's all just kind of to standardize ideas a little bit. But the very title says that this is kind of an emergency act and it pertains to defense and terror. It sounds very, very scary and serious. Now, if you look at, so what, what does an issuer of ID cards need to do now moving forwards? So one of the minimum requirements are, of course, that the ID needs to support a, what they call it, a common machine readable technology with defined minimum data elements. So basically, they just said, don't worry, we won't be building a database or anything, but we'll make it very easy to read the data off your ID, which I'm sure won't be matched up to any database at all, you know. But what's more damning here is how this Real ID Act specifies, it actually says 
quite explicitly that states must share their databases both domestically and internationally, meaning sort of with Canada and Mexico to begin with. And this pertains to driver's licenses, so that each state must agree to share its motor vehicle database with all other states. And this database must include, at a minimum, all the data that's printed on the on the driver's license, plus the you know the driver's history, including you know any violations, suspensions, points, and so forth. So while it might be you know semantically true that Real ID is not about building a federal database, it is clearly enabling the sharing of existing databases, which enables the same thing, namely tracking, surveillance, monitoring, and keeping you on the grid. But, of course, the standardization of IDs, is just, that's just one aspect of how, how government uses technology in their you know, enforcement efforts, policing efforts, monitoring efforts. Another big topic is, of course, the digitalization of currency. So that's yet another area where your, what I call the digital sovereignty is starting to, well, dissipate really, disappear. And you might say that, yeah, but, you know, cash is old school. We, we welcome the, the, the digital revolution and, and it's no big problem. And, you know, Sweden and Denmark, they've already gone in this direction, all good. And, and of course, in China, they've, they've gone in a similar direction, only more in the direction of, you know, QR codes and, and apps and so forth. And yet another offshoot of this whole development was how, you know, UK was, they, they were very quick to embrace, you know, the contactless payment method. But I think if the 2008 financial crisis taught us anything, it is just how susceptible banks and governments are to going into bankruptcy, basically. We had an old school bank run in the UK I believe it was Northern Rock was the most recent one, with uh, where you had an enormous amount of people basically queuing outside of the bank to try and withdraw their money quickly because the bank was nearing bankruptcy. And of course, in, in, in that kind of a situation, people can only rely on the cash that's already been taken out of the system before the bank collapses. And so, I mean, the bank can halt their operation, they can run out of money, and yes, that is how, how fractional reserve banking can work. And, and, it's, and if it's all digital, well, there's nothing you can do to protect your, your money. It's, it's all locked up. Actually, to get really down to it, it when you hold money in a bank, uh, when you deposit money into your bank account, it's actually not, no longer even your money anymore. I mean, in, in strict accounting terms, it's actually on the bank's balance sheet then, and, and it's their asset to which you just have a claim. So I think you obviously want to be able to store your purchasing power outside of the system somehow. And also, you know, speaking of all the digitalization of money, if you lose your mobile phone or even, hey, even if you just run, run out of battery or God forbid there's a power outage or, you know, bad mobile coverage, basically it means you are, for all intents and purposes, bankrupt for the moment. I mean, you are without means and you're back in the Stone Age, basically. And also, I mean, speaking of the... Uh, digitalization of you know all transactions, as it were. It's not really in your interest for every transaction to be stored, because well, why not? Because it's f no one's business for one thing. If I want to hand the homeless guy on the corner a, a tenner, or the the busker in the subway a couple of bucks in his hat, you know that's no one else's business. It doesn't have to be committed to a a ledger forever and ever. You don't need to have that stored. Full stop. But I think, you know, we, the good news here is that we, we are beginning to wake up to how data can be misused. I mean, if you look at social networks, for example, I mean, if you are 20 years old today, the social networks might hold your life's history, more or less. And, and we've all seen how basically people can be targeted and manipulated based on, well, based on these records. 
and I think in a similar fashion, you know, financial data can also be mis misused. So, I mean, and, and also speaking of the banks, I mean, we're already seeing how consumers can get, anybody can get to debanked basically based on your, on your political views. Now, what I mean by that is, do you remember just recently there was um, a story about Chase Bank that came out basically saying that they would terminate ac accounts for individuals based on their moral character. Now, what, what did that mean? So in other words, you could be debanked based on your conservative views, more or less. Now, I don't really care so much what those immoral views are, but you can't cut someone out of, the, out of their you know, financial existence just based on their opinions, period. And by the way, by the way, do you remember that baker who was taken to court for not wanting to bake a cake with a gay motif? Well, that's apparently appalling, unacceptable behavior. But when a bank discriminates against conservative, ah, that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, the point being, if you have a trail of every single transaction that you've ever made, it is possible to dig out something that will appear at least dodgy or can be made to appear dodgy. And people with access to that data, I mean, be it let's say, a tyrannical corporation or an overzealous government or a hacker for that matter, they can misuse that data and, and you can put up a case against you. Well, if you think this sounds like some kind of a dystopian conspiracy, well, it's already here. I mean, we joke around about, about these things in a kind of lackadaisical way and, and it's all fun and games until it's, well, no longer a laughing matter all of a sudden. I mean, look at China, for instance. Look at how they put together this social credit score for every single one of their citizens. I mean, there you can be penalized for wasting money on non-essentials, not my words. Um, or you can be penalized for playing too many video games or, or for spreading fake news. Whatever fake news really means by the Chinese government's definition, I don't know. So there we've, we've kind of already seen people be declined, you know, purchasing a plane ticket or for just for having an insufficient social credit score. So imagine that. I mean, you don't behave according to the standards and then now all of a sudden you're locked inside the country. But it, it of course, doesn't it just end there, though. If, if you don't have a sufficient score, your kids can be prohibited from entering certain colleges. You can't no longer book hotel rooms, etc. It is really frightening, actually. Anyway, I mean, getting back to where we started here, this real ID thing. Now, I'm not saying that there is some kind of a great scheme to subject everyone to tyrannical control, but we are facilitating this development. I mean, we are enabling this as a possibility. So basically what I'm saying here is you can now be depersoned. Anybody who's been mugged or had their wallet stolen, I mean, you know how difficult life all of a sudden becomes well, without the ability to, say, use a debit card or without being able to log into your bank or access your email, etc. You are incapacitated, more or less. In fact, I would recommend kind of stress testing yourself in this regard. I mean, find the real points of failure here. Can you carry out your day without your wallet, without your phone, without access to your email? What are the steps you need to take to make sure that you are a bit more, uh, that you're not so fragile? It's interesting to look at, I mean, different countries have gone about different ways when it comes to uh, the digitalization of money and when it comes to protecting personal data. So it's interesting to look at uh, Germany in this regard because, you know, they have some of the strictest laws on, on data collection and, you know, cross-referencing of databases and so forth. So how do they get to be so protective of, of privacy and data? 
protective compared to other nations, that is. I lived in Germany for a number of years, and as far as I can tell, this is, this is basically down to their history. I mean, Germans, they, they know a thing or two about, you know, documenting the characteristics of their citizens in too much detail. You know, the kind of detail that makes it very easy to locate certain groups, such as, you know, based on religion or race or whether or not you're a Jew and so forth. I mean, you get the point. That's where it all comes from. That's why the Germans understand that privacy uh, is important and, uh, and data uh, can be severely misused and abused and it is dangerous stuff. Speaking of which, I mean, the I think the danger with centralizing the data of your citizens, I mean, be that social, financial, or anything, uh, is is that it enables uh, kind of top-down totalitarian control, really. And also, here's the thing. We don't know who will be in power in the next few years, and and we don't know how aggressively they might be pursuing you know, their enemies, and we don't even know who, the, who those might be. And, and once the record is in place, once the data has been harvested, collected, siphoned off of you, and somebody has it, it's very difficult to erase it. And just getting back to, to the financial stuff for one second, in conclusion here, I mean, I'm all for contactless payments, I'm all for cryptocurrencies, as you know, but I'm going to keep walking around with a wad of cash, and I'm not going to support any business that discriminates you based on your political views or whatever it is. What do you think about all this? Do you think the dangers I outlined here are overblown? Do you still carry cash? Are you concerned about the standardization of ID cards? Let me know what you think. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to comment on an episode or if you want to support the podcast, visit nyman.media slash podcast. That's N-Y-M-A-N dot media slash podcast. Or feel free to leave a review wherever you're listening from. And thanks for listening.